Nobody has asked for this episode, but you know what? It's here. It's now. Welcome, Robbie Cornelius. How are you doing? Hello. How are you? I am good. <laughs> Actually, I'm. I, awesome. I was taking a nap. <laughs> was, <laughs> my anyhow, my wife wanted. Doing? I'm great, man. My wife wanted to go to uh, somewhere. Oh yeah, Whole Foods. And that ended up oh, okay. taking longer than anticipated. Oh yeah, hopefully so now I'm back. Takes longer. Now you're back. Now we're ready. <laughs> now we're ready, man. How's your day going so far? Yeah, so far so good. Uh, been actually I've been very productive in TikTok. I've done like almost ten ten videos today, and I'm like, wow. That's, That's what it's awesome. come down to nowadays. I'm productive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you going yeah. live every five minutes or every every time I come into TikTok, you're on. And I'm like, he's already he's still on. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's become uh, it's become one of my favorite methods of communication. Right. Actually, uh, I agree with what you were saying. And your, in your, in your earlier, you were live and you were just commenting on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram. And I totally agree with what you're saying about Facebook, deleting Facebook. But then I was thinking, I'm like, well, I got all those pictures. I got all those quote unquote friends that never support me. <laughs> and yeah. well, coworkers, family that you know didn't give a shit. And give a red sass about me. I don't know. Should I keep him <laughs> or not? I know. I tell myself all the time. I say I tell myself that I'm going to stop posting on Facebook. And a week or two will go by, and then I'm like, you know what? This my Facebook audience needs to hear this. Which my Facebook audience is just face, you know, family and friends. Right. But. uh and I tend to post a lot more family stuff on there. And every time I post oh. family stuff, it's like I regret it. You know, like I, because <laughs> we're kind of we're kind of um, we're really uh, not standoffish. We're just we're really private family. Right. And sometimes I I get in the moment and I want to post something about my family and. Like if I'm if I'm traveling or if I'm hiking or if I'm, you know, but all I get a lot of times on there is like people judging me, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I'll have people that say things like, 
oh man, when do you ever work? Or you know, like I just no. I don't have time. Yeah, I don't like those conversations. Like that's none of your business. Right, right. Do you, by just chance, know do, you an, do, you, do you get an echo from me, or am I am I the only one? Hold that? on, it might it, it could be it could be on my end. Hold on. Okay, just want to make sure because. Okay, is this better? Oh wow, you're in HD. <laughs> I can hear you. It's much better. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So, so, so where yeah. Were every we? time I. Uh... <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, I'm just, I'm just. Uh, I, I actually didn't listen to our first interview uh, that we had in, in, uh, you know, in my podcast. But we we actually were about to go into the deep end on something that was really interesting to me, but I don't know what it was. Uh, but we were talking about our our parents and stuff like that, and we actually had been chatting here and there and kind of touching on the subject. But every time I bring the subject up, something happens for some reason, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm not supposed to <laughs> reveal. Like you're, you know, revealing where you are sometimes, <laughs> or about your past. That's right. Uh, you know, and it's kind of, it's kind of like one of those subjects where you're like, oh, I don't know if people will understand, or people will be judging yeah. me, or people will be looking at me like, ooh, that happened to you. Okay, ooh, you're, you're <laughs> one of those. Okay, <laughs> are you a victim? Mm-hmm. Are you a survivor? What are you like? You know, like sometimes I. I don't want to share it because I don't think they understand. You know, I I totally agree. I I was having a conversation with my wife today about how some people when when you when you're conversating with some people, you want to be open with them. But some you have to be mindful that some people are going to use the things you tell them against you. Wow, and and uh, even even if even if it's like the most general stuff you're talking about, people will use it against you. You know, people will use right. it to kind of undermine uh, who you are as a person or the actions that you take or don't take. And you know, it goes back to it goes back to why I don't really like Facebook that much um, because it's such mm-hmm. a there 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 used to be a time when you moved out of your parents' house you you really were gone you know they didn't have a microscope to peer into your life now they do it's called mm-hmm. facebook it's called social media so you never really move out of your parents' house you just <laughs> uh you 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 move out of their house move into your house, but they still have a key to your house via social media. Mm, and uh, you never really get to grow up. Yeah, you never really get to grow up and really experience life outside of the nest, you know? Mm, and uh, right, right. so my, my father my father and my stepfather are both no longer on the planet. So that's one thing. My mm. mother is still here. But I also have a lot of family and friends as well. And to be honest, I love my family and friends, but I would love to 
to live a life where I'm posting to an audience that's bigger than the people that I grew up with. And that's right. why I like TikTok right. because, for instance, um, if family, uh, family can't really deal with you having money, um, to be honest with you. And I'm not saying this directly about my family. It just feels weird. Like, it feels weird to post uh, imagery of your great life when you know that people remember you when you didn't have this life. You know, you kind of feel guilty about it a little bit. I do. I'll say I won't speak for you, but I'll speak for me. I feel I feel a little guilty about it, or I feel like I can't be as free as I would normally be if my family and friends were not watching. And so I tend well, to not post on Facebook a lot. What I oh, I, used, I I was a total I was a total opposite that you were and I and I'm and I'm gonna tell you why why I stopped doing that. So I was actually on Facebook quite a bit in the beginning, you know, uh, ten years ago and I was posting everything like I was doing on on TikTok now. And I was, uh, you know, taking pictures. And I mean, if I'm in Paris or if I'm in Peru or if I'm traveling, you know, I'm I'm enjoying my life. And I'm, I was posting and posting. And suddenly, people were um, also judging me, right? And I was like, "Wow, yeah. what am I doing?" And and so I realized now, with my new relationship that I have, it's like you you are an open book, Victor. You have to close the book and only allow certain people to see it. And that's what happened with Facebook too. I got very jaded with people uh, that were judgmental and they were quick at making uh, assumptions about me. Or they saw me with one boyfriend, they saw me with another boyfriend, and they saw me with another boyfriend. And so in their mind, they were like, what's going on with Victor? Is Victor okay? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh, you're right. Because he, he was my, my current boyfriend, he he was bothered by it. He's like, You have to stop sharing everything on social media and I was That's like, right. Why? I didn't get it and so I realized like, Oh, they're okay, so they think they know me but what what I post on social media, I see what it is. Yep. Hmm. That's that's right. And it's it's always right. it's kind of uh, you know as a a person like you, person like me, like we want to share what our life is like or our day is like, or you know if I'm having a delicious meal, I want to share that with people to to let you know that you know to just to share. You know we are sharing uh, creatures, I think, and. Um, but unfortunately, you can't. And uh, so that's why I just really think about I do better with strangers than I do with people. I'm more of – here's the deal, and this might sound weird. So although I'm me, I'm going to be me all day, every day, 24 hours a day. I'm just me. But I'm more, I'm more of my new self when I'm with strangers and when I'm with, but when I'm with people that I've grew up with, I'm trying to figure out, all right, now who was I again when I was with you? You know, like, <laughs> like what what role yeah. am I playing again? Like, no. I just 
it, it, it's a lot of it, it takes a lot of effort for me to figure out like <laughs> right you know and so I get yeah. I get uh I'm I from know. a small city man so like I don't um I'm from a small city and so with that um I've I've recently moved within the last year it's about to be a year since I've left uh, my hometown a lot has changed a lot a lot has changed uh now and a lot changed when I was still there and uh for that reason man if i if i feel like i have to continue to get back into character for people that i met at mm. a certain place in time like if i i will literally just cut people off and won't even talk to them again cuz it's too hard for mm. me to remember what role they want me to play you know mm. That's interesting that you said get back in character. Wow. Uh, how? So you were, that's interesting because that's uh, exactly what happens in my family. Like they, they, they try to catch, um, pick up from where I left off. And I was, I was in Peru in 19, in the 90s, right? Or actually the 80s. I came here in 92. And so whenever I talk to my classmates or whenever I talk to my family, they see me as the 19-year-old that left, insecure. Yeah. I was very, uh, you know, I was very naive. I was very um, closeted. <laughs> and so when they see me now and they see me like, I'll, I just, you know, I, I went all out and, and I'm doing theater and I'm doing what I love and I'm doing podcasts and I'm doing all the things that, that I think you as well have bl- branched out so much. By the time you get back to the to them, you're like, "Whoa, you left me when I was what? I wasn't doing anything. Like, I was a different person. I've totally changed. Uh, One eighty. You want me to be? Yeah. In, in my teens, and I'm forty seven right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. Right, and they're always yeah. uh, sending me like. You know, like my classmates, whenever they get on chat, uh, what is it, uh, WhatsApp, they send the stupidest things. The more, the most childish, immature, adolescent jokes you've ever seen. And I'm like, you know what? I'm out, you guys. And they try to do it two or three times, and I'm like, I can't with you guys. Like you're still in high school. <laughs> I cannot deal with you. <laughs> like, grow the fuck up. Like. He's still sending big pictures and, and oh my lord, <laughs> who are you with now? You used to be with her, her and so and so on and so on. I don't care. That was in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's like I'm like man. I just uh, that's like like if I meet somebody like you, right? Like I, I'm who I am with you is who I am when I'm home with my family you know my family home at my family that lives inside of my house wife two mm-hmm. kids the dog they are with me so we're all evolving together but mm-hmm. if you're outside of this house and you knew me from when I was a kid or you know when I was a teenager it's like you you don't even know me anymore really right. you just uh right. you're holding on to a memory Wow, and it's like, and you know, there was something so, that uh, I don't know if you if you know Lauren Hale, the the singer. 
But um, yeah. Lauren, Lauren Hill was doing this uh, unplugged version of her. It was actually all new songs that she was doing then. And she said, you know what, guys, the, the audience that was there, you know, people judge me and they think that they know who I am, but I don't even know who I am. So how can you pretend to know me if I don't <laughs> even know myself? And I was exactly. like, Oof, mind fucking blown. Exactly, Lauren Hill. Like, who knows you if you don't even know yourself? You're barely getting to know yourself. That's right. Amen. That's the people that will. Those those people who are like that, right? They'll even uh, they'll even use a statement like that against you. They'll say, "Oh, you don't even know who you are anymore." And it's like they use that as a bad thing, but you know, if you study neuroscience at all. They did, right? <laughs> See? They, they they totally blackmailed her after that. It's like she was, like, out of the industry. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the crazy yeah. part is if you study neuroscience or if mm-hmm. you study Dr. Joe Dispenser's material, he talks about the fact that if you want to change your life, you literally have to forget about who you have been up until this point in order to experience a new way of life. And that's what I've always prided myself on, just being able to, of course, I'm not acting like my childhood didn't happen or my upbringing didn't happen or my past didn't happen, but I'm living now. I'm living for now. Like, I'm living in the moment, and I'm looking to become more than I already am right now at the same time. And so when I I saw a platform like my podcast, right, my podcast audience is, they know me probably more than anybody outside of my wife and kids, you know, because I've been able to continue to evolve with my podcast audience, unlike I have been able to do with people that are not in my home. And uh, it's very mm-hmm. difficult. So for you know that reason, I struggle every day. I'm like, I'm gonna delete Facebook today, <laughs> yeah. and it never happens, you know. <laughs> so. Well, it's, it, you know, and this is this is the the thing is with with Facebook in particular or Instagram. I have different different uh, audiences there. I have different people that are following me there, and so I, I I'm gonna keep them for a reason because I want to promote that's whatever right. I'm doing, my show, my podcast. Okay. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going to share as much as I'm sharing in TikTok or even as much as I'm sharing, um, on a podcast. Uh, I'm just, I just take a little snippet of it too. And that's if right. you want to listen to the whole 45 interview, 45 minute interview that few people do that because they don't have time. They don't want to, they don't really have they're not really there sometimes. I notice that people yeah. have this, this the, the attention span of a fly. So if you don't have a one minute in spare to listen to a little bit of what we talked about, and you don't have, you know what I mean? Like you don't take your, the time or you don't do your own homework. Okay, Robbie talked about neuroscience. Let me look it up. Let me type it on YouTube. Let me, you yeah. know, narcissism. Let me, let me research that on YouTube. Or let me um, watch a documentary about Tulsa or about, uh, you know, the politics that's going on right now 
or coronavirus, what, what is it all about? So if you don't do your own research and you just jumped on, jump on the bandwagon, <clears throat> you're not educated. You're not really prepared. You know what I mean? So I think uh, that's right. many people have to do that before they get into your level, you know? Yeah, it's um, it's very important that we do that in today's time. Um, so, for instance, yesterday on the way back home from vacation, as I'm driving, I'm uh, listening to different people speak, and I'm listening to people who are talking about a subject in a way that I disagree with. And I'm not going to tell you what the subject is or the conversation or who said it, but it was a subject that I did not agree with, and I listened to the entire uh, one-hour and 20-minute video as I'm driving. I'm just listening. And I disagree with the lady. But at the end of it, I'm like, you know, I understand why she said it. I understand why Hmm. this person thinks this way. I understand. And consume – and so – when I'm making up my mind about something, I love to listen to information that differs from the conclusion I've come to. Because it want I want to first of all, I want to know what other people think and how they think, so that I'll know how to interact with them. And then second of all, I want to know that I'm not right all the time. I want to know that people think differently with me. Right. And so I love that. But now, you know, I think I think now what you see in the world is people have become so polarized that nobody is listening to each other anymore. They're just mm. people are just yelling out what they think is right and nobody is listening. Is everybody's yelling. And uh you right. know, so I, I don't know I don't it's a very interesting time. Um, but for me, I've been able to find, continue to maintain my inner peace by, by listening to people that, cause I'm not, I'm one of those guys where I'm not, I don't really believe, I know this, people will use this against me. Okay. But I don't really believe in anything, <laughs> you know, like I, what right. I do is I, I try things. And if it works, I keep doing it. doesn't work, I either tweak it or just abandon the entire thing. Like, if it, if it either works or it doesn't, you know? So mm. when someone attacks my ideas, I'm not offended because, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not loyal to this idea. It appears to work for me. Mm. But right. if you have a different thing that works, I'm, I'm willing to adopt that as well. Well, so you think, were talking about um, you were talking about religion and beliefs earlier, uh, or that's what you've been ta- you've been posting lately. <clears throat> yes, and I found it interesting that that um, you said what you said because uh, and, well, let let the audience know what you were saying about being a Baptist and then you went through your you know different beliefs until you got to where you are, because they may not get what I'm saying. So basically what I was saying, I was kind of raised with a, a Baptist perception of reality. And 
we were one of those uh, families. Sorry, no, you, you sound a little boxy again. I don't know what it is. Oh, hold on. How about now? Yeah, that's better. So um, I was raised with kind of a Baptist perception of reality. And, you know, it was like really, really, it was like a really, really superstitious mindset that I was raised with. And I'll I'll give you an example. Um, And I'm not saying all Baptists thought this. This is what we, this is some of the superstition that we grew up with. So when we were kids, let's say this, you might find this funny. If it was raining outside, but the sun was out, my grandparents would say the devil was beating his wife. And, like, they literally believed that. Like, they would really, like, and I'm going to tell you, and not only that, they would say things like, you know, if it was thundering or lightning outside, they would say, you know, sit down, God's doing his work, or things of that nature. And we, like, I really wholeheartedly believed that was true. And I remember right. being in school one day, and um, it, being in school one day, and I looked at my friend, I said, hey, man, I said, that's crazy, the devil's beating his wife. And my friend looked at me, and he was like, what are you talking about? And I said, <laughs> it's raining outside, and it's sunny. And he said, what does that have to do with the devil and his wife? And I said, dude, you never heard that? I said, you never heard that before? I said, the devil's beating his wife. Man, this dude laughed so hard, he started crying. And so I was like, I went home puzzled, still puzzled, in a daze. Because I realized, like, hold up, somebody has a different outlook on life than me, even with something that simple. So anyway, I still grew up with this uh, this Baptist perception of reality, um, this really fundamental, um, like God God did everything. God, you were just a bystander. God has done everything. And uh, so, long story short, I I used to just vocalize that I that's what I believed, but. The older I got, the more I found it to be just harder and harder to pretend as if I thought the same way. And then one day, mm-hmm. and I, I'm going to say something really controversial, okay? One day, um, one day I admitted that I did not believe in God anymore. I was like, I just don't believe. Like, not that anything. And actually, when my when I stopped believing, I know this is going to be controversial, but when I stopped believing in God, my life got better. And the reason why I believe that was so is because a lot of the things I was expecting God to do for me, I started to do for myself. And because, again, we come up, we were taught that God was over everything. So I took that as, I could just be reckless out here and do whatever I wanted to do. And if God don't want such and such to happen, it's not going to happen. Or if God wants it to happen, Mm. I know I might've been on the deep end with it, but like that's how my mind interpreted God. You know, I'm like, I can do this. I can do that. I can, 
And so when I stopped believing in God, that gave me full responsibility. I'm like, okay, I, it, it, mm. if I do good, it's me. If I do bad, it's me. But regardless, I need to take responsibility for my actions starting now. So mm. at the age of 27, I became a full a full-blown atheist, I believe. I still use the word God a lot um, because I'm from the South, and I didn't want to offend anybody a lot. But then, after diving so much into atheism, I I got bored with um, I got bored with that perception too. That was kind of dry for me. It was like this is dry, you know. It's just it's kind of like going to a vegan meeting, like vegans. Uh, pe- people would invite me to these vegan meetings, and when I got there, all they would talk about is how bad everybody else was for eating meat and how stupid they were, you know? And, uh, mm. and that's how right. atheism was a little bit. Like, you know, I get it. It's crazy to believe certain things. I get that, but are we going to do something else? <laughs> you know? And, right. uh,. So what I found, just like everything else in life, I said, you know, the truth is always, almost always, somewhere in the middle. And so what I started to do is to understand God on my own. And this flies in the face of both religion and uh, and atheism because religion wants to be – religion sometimes want to be the, the middleman between you and God. And then, and then atheism says, you know, don't talk to God at all because he or she is not there. And what I found is that for me, what started to work was me developing a personal relationship with God. And this is where, this is where I get a little weird too, because for me, when I say God, I'm simply talking about life. And I know some people were like, you know, God created life. God is not life. Well, for me, God is life. You know, that's just how I've personally come to interpret it. And, you know, because if, if God is alive, then God also has life running through he or she or it as well. And it's besides the point. But for me, life and God are synonymous. And, so when I pray, or I don't really even pray, and this is another thing, I I spend more time commanding myself instead of praying because I believe that the way that I honor God or life is by consciously creating myself anew in every moment instead of wishing and hoping. Because I think I think sometimes when people sit around and pray, they end up sitting on the driver's seat of their own life because they think that the prayer or the wishing or the hoping is enough. So I live, I live my life as if I'm still totally responsible. It's just that now I have a personal relationship with God, life or the universe, you know? And I know that's where a lot of people, I lose a lot of people at because they want you to believe in God the way they want you to believe in God. And uh, right. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Well, I, I, there uh, was. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. It's okay. No, I was just saying because in your in your comments, you had just you had some people talking about 
religion and how there's only one God and stuff like that, right? Which is, I, I understand it to be one, one, one source. I understand that. Um, yeah. However, however, as you're saying right now, um, God is present in life in general, right? So if you see a deer or if you see a bird or if you see the ocean or if you see somebody, you know, a person, you see them, right? You see the God in any, in any, anybody and everybody. So if that was the case, then the life source can take the shape of anything. And if that's the, if that's the case, then the Mayans were right. The Egyptians were right. The uh, Tainas were right. Whatever the Egyptians were right and Greeks were right because God can take any shape or form in order to teach you something. And if you see, if you can see it that way, then in that case, God is God or the energy or the universe is able to take any shape it wants. I totally, one thousand percent agree. I, 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 I agree with you one thousand percent. If that's even a thing, uh, I mean, I, I totally resonate with that, and I don't see a pro- I don't see why people would have a problem with that. <laughs> you know, I just to me that right. makes perfect sense. <laughs> you know, like the, the 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 essence that powers everything the energy that powers everything is what i call god i mean it's it's even the wind you know the wind uh the birds the bees the trees everything you know <laughs> to me, so for me i'm talking to god every single day every moment you know that's why again like i told you that's why I like strangers so much. I like strangers because strangers often offer a raw uh, message from God to me because they, they're, not, they're not trying to mold their words a lot of times to fit the person they think you are from your past experiences. They're talking to you a lot of times from where you are right now. And for me, I, I find messages from God in that or from life in that. I just, to me, I like that. I like meeting strangers. Sometimes, and I, I just don't know. I, th- I think I think when, here, here's where I'm at with everything. If, if it happened, even if it happened 2,000 years ago or yesterday or today, if I wasn't there, I have to admit that I don't know. Right? Mm-hmm. If, if I, let's just let's mm-hmm. just say, let's just say, let's just say you, Victor, called me one day and you say, "Hey, Robbie, I just saw a yellow moose today," and I'm like, "Really?" And you're like, "Yeah, dude, I swear to you, I saw a yellow moose," and. I, I said, okay, great. And you tell me all about this moose, and I go about my life. And then a person comes to me, and they say, Robbie, is it true that Victor saw a yellow moose the other day? And I'm like, well, he said he did. And then they're like, yeah, but did he or didn't he? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, he had documentation saying that he saw one. 
He had a picture of one or whatever, but I don't know for sure. Like, I don't know if that was Photoshopped or if it was, you know, I don't know. I believe Victor is a is a straightforward person from what I know of him. But, again, I wasn't there to witness it with him, okay? And so when the, the, the only issue I really have with anybody, whether it's a religious institution or any any body of people, who wants you to believe in something wholeheartedly without you being present to witness it yourself. I have a problem with that because if we can't admit that we were not there during the times of Jesus or anybody else for that matter, we can, we, if we're humble, we can say, you know what? I wasn't there, but this book that I read told me this happens. And I believe in this book for sure. Um, I don't know if it really happened, but I believe it happened a hundred percent. But when people try to tell me that they know something happened, like they know for sure something had this particular event happened and they were not there. I have a problem with that. I, my sons and I, my sons, both of my sons are Christians. Okay. And they've seen me go through the phases of, you know, being, you know, Christian and then, then atheist and whatnot. They've gone through that. They've seen that phase and, more recently, me uh, starting to use the word God a lot more. Um, but I, I even had a debate one night with my youngest son. You know, he was trying to tell me what he knew for sure to be true. And I said, look, son, I, I'm not going to disagree with you, and I'm not going to try to tell you not to believe in X, Y, and Z. I said, but I definitely want you to know the difference between a fact and an opinion. I said, because if you don't understand what a fact is and what an opinion is, you're going to be just believing in all mm. kind of stuff without really, really knowing. And so right. I, I, went by, I went in the next room, and I, and I yelled from the other room, and I said, son, I'm holding up three fingers right now. Am I telling the truth? And he says, I don't know. I said, yes. He says, you're holding up four fingers. I said, do you believe I am or do you know Hello, Robbie. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So I said. So I go to the other room and I yell. I I ask my son. I said, "Hey, am I holding up three fingers or four fingers?" He's like, four, I guess, you know." And I said, "Do you know that to be true for sure, or do you believe that to be true?" And he says, "I believe it." And I said, "Okay, that's the difference between a fact and an opinion. Like you don't, right. you're not in the room with me." So you don't know how many fingers I'm holding up. And I said, we have to take that same logic and apply it to every single subject under the sun. And I don't see right. so hard about that for people, you know? Right. Well, on that note, Robbie, we have got to do a part three because guess what? It's almost 45 minutes. <laughs> already? And every wow. time. Yeah. Already. I wish we had another 45 minutes right now because this is getting interesting. Uh, yeah, but yeah I mean, you know. Hey, you let me know. I'm free. <laughs> I know. I know. I'll let you know. But, uh, yeah, so I guess I didn't see that coming. <laughs> As I always say. <laughs> uh, but thank you for calling, Robbie. We are go for liftoff in T-30. Hit the recording. <laughs> Thank you.